0: WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at nine600 And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for this Thursday. Roger Bouchard here, as I am. on. Uh, actually, I'm here Monday through Friday, even though Dick Bouchard does the Upfront program. On Mondays, that doesn't mean that I'm not here in spirit. No, no, I am. And uh, then it's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We want to thank uh, Chris Boulay for uh, joining us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And he is our uh, co-host today. Welcome, uh, Mr. Christopher Boulay. Good morning, Roger, Good morning, listeners. It's fantastic to be here. Well, today, uh, we mentioned on Tuesday that we'd have some good news to report on um, Thursday. And so, uh, the good news... Is that, um, even though I don't think it's a secret, but um, the Woonsocket Call Reader's Choice Survey has announced their results. And, Chris, you are the number one financial advisor, but I think you let it out of the bag a little bit earlier. (laughs) You must have been proud. But congratulations uh, on on this. Have you won this... uh, best uh, financial
1: advisor in the area award before? Um, I have been fortunate enough to uh, this was my f- uh, fourth year in a row so I'm very pleased and uh, thank the uh, readers of the Woonsocket Call
0: Well, thank you Woonsocket Call readers for giving uh, Chris notoriety there besides the notoriety he receives here on the program and so uh, congratulations to him. The other, um, The other thing I want to mention, actually two more things Number one is that uh, Jeff Gamasha was uh, sharing me uh, that he did not agree with the Woonsocket Call Reader's Choice Survey for best pizza in the area. (laughs) Um, It it was some uh, pizza place from Cumberland, and he thinks that there might have been some hanky-panky going on with uh, with the balloting on that. Uh, But, you know, that's the problem with pizza. Everybody has their favorite pizza. uh, And I do, too. Uh, it happens uh, if i say it it's like it's like um it's like taking the 14 people who are running for council and saying that you like one out of the 14 much better than the other 13 so i don't know uh, but you got more guts than i do uh so you you call things as it is you don't eat pizza i don't
1: see see you eating pizza very often but you must have your favorite oh oh yeah i i actually had pizza last night um oh. i'll have it maybe um Twice a mm-hmm. month, three times a month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, but, anyway. but this one was in East Grandage, so we, yeah. we can't. It's not in the Blackstone Valley. Well,
0: well pizza is pizza. And uh, this place uh, that won the call reader's choice, I think it was called Supreme Pizza. I think they're on Menden Road in Cumberland. And uh, as I said, Jeff said, what do you mean? <laughs> that, I mean, and no discredit to Supreme Pizza. I'm sure that pizza's okay, but, but there are... Uh, Far better pizzas in Jeff's mind than, uh, than them. Well, anyway, the final announcement we want to make on the Reader's Choice Survey. It's a talk show, incidentally. Your calls and comments are welcome at 769-0600, 766-1380. So, in the best radio station category, uh, we want to thank um, you for voting WNRI as best radio station in the area. And, uh, again, thank you for that. And then as far as best radio program is concerned, the Upfront program won the award. And since uh, Chris is in the studio and I'm um, I'm a person that's very modest and shy, since Chris is in the studio, I'm going to thank you for your contribution to the program. And also to Dick Bouchard, who does it on Monday, and to Jeff Kamash, who assists us in so many ways, not only in terms of content on the program, but in terms of production. So the Upfront program was voted favorite radio program in the uh, readers choice survey and and and, and now i'm going to let you do it because again i'm so modest and i'm so shy and so reserved yes
1: we're going to change this a little bit to a sports program you know what a hat trick is right uh is that three goals yes uh, uh-huh. as when a player scores three goals it, it's a hat trick and wnri and roger bouchard got the hat trick you as you mentioned chosen as the best radio station wnri Upfront, which on right now was chosen as the favorite radio program, and you, Roger Bouchard, with Hall of Famer in the Rhode Island Radio Hall of Fame, chosen as the best radio personality.
0: Well, it shows uh, by stuffing the ballot box what you can do.
1: Right? Well, well the, the write-in ballots, uh, the mail-in ballots haven't come in yet, so they could change for <laughs> yes, both of us. Right.
0: <laughs> mail-in ballots still to be counted. Hey, thank you uh, very much for best radio station, best radio program, best radio personality. Most appreciative. And uh, I should retire now. I mean, if you're, uh, you know, I'm afraid what's going to happen next year and uh, might be embarrassing. So uh, I don't know.
1: Just like when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl and uh, he probably should have just retired. Yeah. Yeah. How's he doing, incidentally, uh, uh, in his first two performances? His first performance uh, wasn't so great, and his coach actually called him out, which Belichick never, ever did, and said he had a poor game. And then uh, he played pretty well in the uh, second game, and he's 1-1, one one, uh, just like the Patriots. And there's so much more to see how the season unfolds, but it, for people like me who are Brady fans and Patriots fans, we'll get to watch uh, two teams and kind of root for two teams. So but, so he's 1-1. One Good morning, everybody.
0: And now, welcome officially to the Upfront program. We, uh, If you want to check out who else uh, won the uh, Reader's Choice survey in the call, uh, there's a whole special section in the call devoted to to that. And um, and maybe if we have some time um, uh, on tomorrow's program, uh, when we uh, are between, let's say, Bob Martin and uh, John Breein, maybe we'll read out some of the other categories. But uh, winners in the... Read his choice survey in the call, just in case you are not a call subscriber. So now, we have uh, an opportunity to go to other topics. Now, Christopher uh, joins us every Thursday and Tuesdays. And he always, like Dick Bouchard, uh, that's about where the correlation ends. (laughs) Like Dick Bouchard, always has a list of things to talk about. What's the first topic today, Chris? Well,
1: the first topic is I, I like to criticize the president. Uh, president Trump, I think, is 73, 74 years old. He's he's too sharp to let this happen. And he was being interviewed. And I'm looking at CNN right now. And, of course, they're hopping on his comments. Trump's threats and actions bring America to the brink. What the president didn't do as an interview did not... Uh, agree that there'd be a, a orderly and peaceful transfer of power. As there was in 2016, President Obama said and laughed and said... Donald Trump is never going to be president of the United States, and he was laughing. And then all of a sudden, he had to share a stage with him as the peaceful transition of power. As the world is watching, went from President Obama to Donald Trump, and President Obama and Michelle and the children got into Marine One. Then it wasn't Marine One at the the time because he wasn't president, but he left uh, Washington, D.C., And that is there for the whole world to see. Not a gunshot was fired, nothing happened, transition of power from the Democrats to the Republicans. So President Trump was asked if, in fact, it would be a peaceful transfer of power, and he he, he fumbled it. And if I was his campaign uh, advisor or political advisor, he said, well, probably not going to need to see that because I'm going to win again. But if, if there was a transfer of power, it would be peaceful. And um, CNN, MSNBC, they're all hopping on that right now. And I, I think he's too smart for that. For the people who really hate the president, uh, it just gives you more ammunition. And it's something that's not defensible. And maybe he's a lot smarter than I am. And maybe he's doing that to his base. But I just think it's a it's a it's a it's a weird thing to say. And even if he wanted to criticize the the um, the mail-in ballots and saying it's going to be a mess, eventually there's going to be something that's going to be settled. And uh, I think he handled it really, really badly. And uh, I, I think there's no excuse for him to get caught like that. And he could have said, like I said, well, I'm going to win. I plan on winning. However. Um, I'm not going to be president in more than two terms, as the Constitution says. And uh, there will be an orderly transfer of power at some point to my daughter.
0: <laughs> and like many times, uh, the president, after uh, maybe 48 hours, may uh, double back to that comment and explain uh, that um, what he meant was that the vote of November 3rd may not be decisive on November 3rd or 4th or 5th. And so I think what he is saying is that uh i'm gonna be president uh right through um right through the end of the right through the end of the period until inauguration. i think it's january twentieth around there
1: it's is, it is january twentieth right. every
0: year and um and if it isn't decided then well, I don't know what uh well that would be the first time in history I think that uh, we didn't have a president elected. Oh. By the, by, January twentieth. Oh yes,
1: we did have the issue uh, in two thousand with the hanging chads, as people remember in Florida. Obviously, Al Gore um, and uh, President Bush were up and against each other, and um, it was decided by the Supreme Court that um, that it was Bush, and uh, much to the credit of Al Gore. And much to the credit of uh, Richard Nixon in 1960, who knew the election was, was fixed in and, and, and favor of Ken- uh, Kennedy, both good Americans. Not only did Al Gore invent the Internet, he helped uh, uh, the country by uh, stepping down in, and graciously uh, in defeat in 2000 in the best interest of the country. So when Election Day took
0: place uh, in that year, how long did it take the Supreme Court to make the decision? Was it... Uh a month, two months? was it before January twentieth?
1: Yes, off the top of my head, and somebody can call and who's got uh, who remembers it? I, I think it was four weeks if I'm not mistaken. All right. I'll, I'll I'll look it up in the break, but I'm pretty sure it was about four weeks. All
0: right, will uh, Donald Trump and I suspect he will double back on his comments?, uh, he will. But in the meantime, it's great um, banter. For uh, CNN and um, all those networks that um, try to present the president in an unfavorable light. And in this particular case, they probably got some good material here. Some accurate material to make him uh, look unpleasant. Do you you agree with me that it was stupid? Oh, yes. uh, I agree with you that not only was it stupid, it's um, one of um, a dozen times uh, that I can think of President Trump uh, saying something. Problem is... Um, that um, speaking in public is a skill. And what happens is that uh, when you're president of the United States, sometimes it's just best to deflect the question and give yourself a little time to think about it. But for those people who like to react at the moment, like uh, Donald Trump, he'll give you an answer, whether you like it or not, whether it's uh, good form or bad form, he will give you the answer at the time that you ask it. Uh, that doesn't mean he had, doesn't have time to reflect on it later on and, and change his, his view or interpretation of it. But, yeah, it was not a bright idea to uh, say what he said. But, like I said, not the first time. This is the Upfront program on WNRI, and we invite calls and comments. We invite participation. If you've got something that you'd like to bring up on the program, please bring it up. Seven six nine oh six hundred seven six six thirteen eighty, and yes, we have um, an email address up front at WNRI.com. and you may um, choose to uh, send us a little um, message that way, and we'd be more than happy to uh, acknowledge it right here on the program. Uh, um, we'll get to uh, one more topic, and then uh, we'll uh, grab a call or something like
1: that. Yep um, yeah, let me find a quick one here mm-hmm. Um, these these protests that are erupting over Breonna Taylor, yes, um, you know, they don't don't let facts get in the way. They're just looking for an excuse to riot. A lot of these people are being paid to riot. But um, there was an issue about a no-knock warrant. Um, they, the, the police did did knock. It's it's been proven uh, by the attorney general investigating everything. And according to recordings in prison, um, the individual shot was also. Uh, involved in the drug trade. Not that that's an excuse for that person to be shot. They, they shouldn't. But they're going out of their way. Um, you know, somebody fired back at the police. Um, this is not TV where you fire bullets and you miss the, you miss the bad guy and they just disappear. Um, I'm not sure what should have been done uh, with the police. What they, you know, somebody could have done or should have done. You no, know, they they knocked. It was a warrant. The gentleman fired back. They, they fired back. And unfortunately, tragically, she was shot. Um, but then they're, they're not recognizing the facts. We can we can do better than this. And I also want to talk about Black Lives Matter. I know it was brought up that one of the things that they want to have is the destruction of the nuclear family. That was pretty much already done in the war on poverty in the 1960s by uh, Lyndon Johnson. But they took that down as being, you know, I guess, too controversial. But they don't want a, um, the, the nuclear family. They want it destroyed. And that is actually one of the problems with all the crime happening. And, um, and, and people have called out that they've taken that down. And why?
0: I just want to um, – I don't know how good you are. Uh, I know you're a good financial advisor, but I don't know how you are at – statistical uh, numbers, but there were about 150 people protesting. Rhode Island has a population of a million people. 10% of a million people, here's why I need your help. 100,000. 10% is 100,000. There were not 100,000 at the demonstration. Um, 1% of the Rhode Island population is Mm 10,000, in my opinion. And so, now, what is what is 1,000 out of the 10,000? What would be one-tenth of 1%? Uh-huh. All right. But there weren't 1,000 people there. There were 150. So I'm not quite sure what my final figure is of representation of uh, Rhode Island. When you have 150 people out of a million people, how many people does that represent? Uh, well, I'll, I'll imagine a few of their supporters
1: weren't there. It's .012%, approximately the same as the mortality rate of uh, coronavirus. This is the Upfront program,
0: and we're going to take some calls on the show. Let me, uh, let me uh, bring the volume up on the calls, because um, if you don't do that, you don't hear them on the air. And this, I'm ready to press the first button. Good morning. Welcome to the Upfront program. Your comment, please. Uh,
2: good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Boulay for stating facts and knowing your facts, unlike Judge Napolitano on Fox News today. The first thing I would like to address, I'm going to try to do it in uh, in descending order of importance. Facebook apparently has, again, overstepped its bounds and is censoring all kinds of people. So uh, I guess there's starting to be pushback. And I, I believe that... Facebook and Google and all of these mega, mega, uh, megaphones, if you will. I, I believe they're a form of monopolies that in the early 20th century, we had muckrakers. Now we have journalists who apparently uh, don't deal in reality. The second thing I would like to say is something I thought of early this morning. Yesterday, I uh, talked about a comment that Arlene Violet made in one of her um, articles a couple of weeks ago, and she, she claimed that President Trump refused to shake Nancy Pelosi's hand. And I saw that on television over and over again. He had turned away when she put out her hand. All I can think, I think to myself, well, I saw that. John Deon saw that, why does Arlene Violet put something that's an obvious untruth in the paper? I think those people watch different, they don't watch Fox News, they're liberals all the way, she's not a Republican, I'm not a Republican, sirs, I am an independent, I am a Trump agenda person right now. If in four years I don't like what whoever is in office is doing, I will become uh, somebody in their opposition. Uh, Lawrence Jones was just on Fox News. He's a black man. And I made mention on another talk show of all the black men and women who are against Black Lives Matter. And I felt that I had said something offensive and that I had repeated it many times. But I think we need to repeat it because I, frankly, I was incensed when I saw a teacher from Woonsocket High standing in front of the window that she painted. But I've had, I've, I've had differences of opinion with her about cell phones many years ago. But... We have to recognize that Black Lives Matter is a revolutionary organization, and uh, there are probably a lot of people who believe in the slogan but have no idea what this organization is about, but apparently you do, Mr. Boulay. Now, um, last night when I finally got home, I was turned on the TV, didn't know two more police officers were shot, this started in New York City when they were dumping milk and water on police officers. And I thought it was disgraceful then. But no, nobody made much of that. Well, you know, it's like saying that the first time a kid pushes a teacher, oh, well, you know, he was upset. That, that's the beginning of something. You have to recognize that. They were emptying a truck in Louisville, Kentucky. They were taking out huge signs and goggles and bottles and all kinds of paraphernalia. This organization is being funded somewhere. And unlike Newt Gingrich, I don't think you'll shut me off the air if I say my suspicion is George Soros. Soros. Yep. And so, thank you, and I'm going to hang up because I tried to be as brief as I could. Thank you very much. No, we much. we appreciate the call. Thank you. Bye. Um,
1: the thing the thing about Facebook is, you know, I, I'm active on it. I, I don't put anything political. I've got a plenty of opportunity Tuesdays and Thursdays to be political, and um, I, I share my opinions. But people act like they're a prisoner of Facebook. Um, for the caller, there's something called Myspace.com. Which uh, was around. Facebook has only been around for about fifteen or sixteen years. So eventually, something's going to happen where people are going to have enough. You're going to put your opinion, which uh, in this call's opinion, I, I think she had very valid opinions. I don't know if she's putting them on Facebook, even uses it. But eventually, Facebook should go with the wayside of uh, MySpace.com if they're going to, you know, alienate the people. Um, as far as um, Trump and Nancy Pelosi, yeah, I think there's plausible deniability. My recollection is there's always a handshake between the uh, the, the vice president and the speaker of the house, regardless of which party. And I think what happens, he turned away, and I think he didn't want to, the president to want to be embarrassed having his handshake. You know, Nancy Pelosi actually tore up the speech right after, so she's not the most uh, dignified person at times. Uh, and we talked about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, there's a lot of Uh, Black people who are saying, this is not representation and representative of of the way I want to lead my family, lead my life. And when they stand out and call it out, it certainly has more credibility than than, uh, a middle-aged white guy saying that they don't like Black Lives Matter. And those people matter. And they can send, hey... um, it's not either a drug dealer or a professional athlete. There's a lot of things that can happen in between to make yourself a success. And don't be blaming it. And statistically, we're talking about the number of people who were protesting last night. You're 99% more likely to be shot by another black man if you're a black man in the city versus the police. You know, it's Black Lives Matter only when there's an issue of a white police officer or a police officer shooting a black person. You have something going on in Chicago, which is... the. You know, example that we use or other inner cities and there's multiple shootings and they, they don't seem to care about that so their argument just really doesn't hold a lot of water we have another caller waiting and
0: we're going to take that call right now hello um good morning i should like to make a couple comments
1: good please. morning and we we'll, we'll love to hear them
3: thank you um you were talking earlier on about um the president's remarks about um a peaceful transition of power. His, I think his remarks were probably ill phrased at best, but I do think it, if we want a peaceful transfer of power, it's really in the hands of the people who are opposing the president or opposing whoever wins the election, because it's not necessarily the person sitting in the seat that's going to cause the um, upheaval. So if you want a peaceful transition of power, it's within all of our hands to be law abiding and allow that power to be transferred peacefully.
1: I Chuck I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying, but the president is too smart to to have been caught off guard like that. He could have made that He could have made his point about, as far as I'm concerned, I expect to win in November. I expect to have four more years to continue the agenda of moving America forward. Boom, 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 boom. However, uh, there's been a history of the 45 presidents. There's always been a peaceful transfer of power and and, there, and then get into the, the other stuff. I think he's too smart to have... Uh, but like Roger said, we're human beings. Even the president of the United States can say the wrong thing. But I just think that's the area and the hot point that every liberal person can point to and, and, and have some credibility in doing that.
3: Well, yes, and that's exactly what's happening. You know, anybody can point out anybody's uh, human foibles, um, and the fact that we're all human and we aren't perfect and we all of us have, you know, square halo, halos, we're not we haven't got our round halos yet.
0: So, you know,
3: well, you know the, the corners are always the rough spots. But, but the reality is, is that, you know, it's it's our responsibility as citizens to insist upon a peaceful transfer of power and insist on that, first of all, by our conduct. And I think, I think that's what we really need to, to focus on. And as far as, you know, you were talking a little bit about Black Lives Matter and what have you. Well, it's sort of a sad commentary that you have to have what appears to be a terrorist group um, usurping the fight for equality with, um, of a minority, which I think is, is rather sad that they've done that and manipulated themselves into that position. So it's rather pathetic in, in, in that regard. And if I, if I were, were um, African-American, and I'm not, but, but I really am outraged that they have done that and usurped the, the fight for equality under the, under the guise of equality, but they're using it for something other than.
1: No, no, no question about it. And there's some people running for city council in the city who on their Facebook have a, a thing put up around their picture, of Black Lives Matter. And that's just nothing but virtual signaling. It, you know, they don't really understand. Do you rep- is that what you represent, that the, the tearing apart of the nuclear family and, and to overthrow the government? And like I said, I, I, one of my best friends is black, and he, he, he hates Obama, he loves the president, he's very, very conservative, and he, he hates everything that that group represents. You know, he, he does very well in life, has led a very good life, and he, and he just, he hates everything that that represents, and I learned so much about that. And there's a lot of people out there who say, that's not what we're about. We're not about tearing apart the nuclear family. We're not, we're not about overthrowing the government. We recognize that there's much more danger in the inner cities for minorities than there are from the police. Statistically, you know, Roger started the theme about that. It's it's minuscule. you got more of a chance of being hit by lightning twice in one day than being shot by the police. You know, it's, it's on and on and on, but it's an easy thing to say. And then you say, well, geez, how can you say that that... Not true. All, but all lives matter, and there are people out there in the media getting fired for saying all lives matter. It's out of control.
4: Yes,
3: if there are a lot of things out of control. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll hang up. Thanks
1: for taking the time.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. We have another caller waiting, but we also uh, have um, some uh, commercials waiting, and we're going to give you one right now. The Little Red Truck is at your service. We are a A&R Trailer Rentals of Woonsocket. We're a company that has those 45-foot storage trailers for rent or lease, and 20-foot ground-level containers are also available. And we offer leasing with the option to buy. We specialize in household and commercial storage for the public, so if you're looking for a place to store household items while remodeling or renovating then look no further we have your temporary storage needs available for a fraction of the cost of those storage facilities and if you're looking to store seasonal items like uh, snowmobiles or jet skis we have the perfect solution call Al Gagnon at 766-1919 need temporary storage with a little red truck give us a call And for your lawn and garden, we can deliver Wright's Farm cow manure, or you can select from an organic mix, which is a lab tested by the University of Maine for your lawn and garden, with also gravel, sand, clay, stone dust, and mulch available. Delivered right to your property. Al Gagnon's Little Red Truck will bring it to you, and here is his number for rates and more information, 766-1919, 766-1919. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508 8830101 Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. So this is Thursday. That means Grumpy's is not open for lunch. They're not open for lunch Monday through Thursday. However, when they do open at 3 o'clock this afternoon, they will be offering that $10 deal that's available Monday through Thursday. What it is is it's a special menu prepared by the chef. He does it around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Chooses four or five items. I had the steak bomb uh, most recently when I visited there. With um, coleslaw. You could have uh, French fries. that comes with French fries. I asked for coleslaw. $10. Huge sandwich loaded with peppers and onions and nice pieces of uh, sirloin steak. The steak bomb. It was one of the specials. And there's always uh, something, uh, you know, fr- on the Italian side. There's always a couple of great meat dishes. You'll enjoy the $10 specials available Monday through Thursday, including tonight at Grumpy's. And, yes, we will be open for lunch on Friday. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to attend services at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Services are now available on Facebook or Skype on the internet. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's the church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith and available online. Again, we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting you on your journey of salvation. With services now available on Facebook and Skype, services conducted by Pastor Marcus Warren and uh, Pastor Warren. Rem- reminds us that uh, we had a Bible study there last night. Uh, on Sundays, our service is at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and all are invited to attend in person. You're
3: listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel.
0: All right. Rated as the uh, best financial advisor in the, um, in the area by the Woonsocket Call Reader's Choice Survey... We have Christopher Boulay joining us on the program. Are you ready to do some more phone calls, sir?
1: I look forward to it very much.
0: All right. Let's press some buttons and see what happens. Hello. Thank you for calling.
5: Hi. Good huh. morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
5: I got a question for you, just a little one. Do you think the dossier against Trump was true or provable?
1: Absolutely not.
5: Okay. Do you think Louis Lerner ever got punished for denying the... Um, conservative groups their tax exempt status.
1: Oh, I I think I I think it was a slap on the wrist at best.
5: If you were Trump, why would you announce in any way, shape, or form that you were just gonna lay down if you if you thought maybe there was a false outcome to the election? If I was facing such an adversary, you're damn right. The first thing I would tell them is you're gonna have a hell of a fight if you try anything. And I'm not going to just stand down and he's doing the exact right thing. I wouldn't step down in front of these people either. They are a dangerous adversary. They are talking about radicalizing their followers and the people. And if I were Trump, uh, I'm not going to show any sign of weakness. I'm going to tell them, you come to take me out of the White House, your damn better have proof damn good proof that you actually won otherwise you're in for a hell of a fight and if I find out you falsified anything I'm going to make the FBI and have you thrown in the pen for the rest of your lives and some of those people already should be in the jail for the rest of their lives because like that lawyer who, who modified and altered that document, he should be in jail for treason if not hung outright. and I'm afraid Trump has no choice but to defend himself against these evil ones
1: what do you think? Um, let's go back to 1960, and obviously history shows that Cooks County, Illinois, was fixed by uh, Joe Kennedy for the benefit of his son, and um, Illinois through the close, one of the closest elections in history. Um, again, the difference between uh, Nixon and Kennedy in terms of the policies was so minute, but I. I I hear what you're saying, but what's what's best for the country? What's Maybe this is a scenario that we haven't seen before, but I know history spoke highly of Nixon in the sense that it would have been, tore apart the country. and I, So I think it could have been phrased much, much better by the president. Well, the trouble is,
5: and here's the problem, is the, the, the other party wasn't backing a bunch of Marxists. And this time, they are. And it's a little bit different. They're talking, as far as I'm concerned, they're talking making this a one-party system and permanently taking over. And, yeah, this is the life of the country that's on the line here. And when you have, you didn't have an ALC saying, let this moment radicalize you. You didn't have, you didn't have Democrats in charge of cities. Oh, Pulling back police departments and letting terrorist groups take
1: over entire cities. It's a little different. Well we'll, well, we'll see how it all plays out. Obviously, you and I and Roger and maybe many of our listeners are going to vote for the president. Sometimes you get the government that you deserve. I hear what you're saying. I'm not going to, if if, if, um, if Trump was to lose, I'm not moving to Canada. I'm going to continue to lead my life. But I, I hear what you're saying. It's it's the, from This is fresh. This is fresh. This is not history from 1960. This is now. And hopefully, from my lips of God's ears, we're not going to have to deal with that. It's going to be uh, 350 electoral votes are going to go to the president.
5: Well, I hope you're right. But like I said, just remember, we are talking about a group of radicals. This is beyond what we've ever faced before.
1: I, I, of, go ahead. Do you, do you argue
5: with that? <laughs> There's no argument with that, is there?
1: Well, unless unless in 20 years from now it's even worse. But I I, I hear what you're saying, and all we can do is educate the population, uh, not to beat a dead horse. But there's a lot of ignorant people out there who are just accepting the group Black Lives Matter. How can you argue with that in its simplicity and what the message is? Then you read behind the message, and you say that they're doing all of these things that are anti-American, Marxist, blowing up the... uh, nuclear family and all we can do is educate it i got my you know i I got a microphone i'm going to share my thoughts it's very difficult to get people on the other side to call us but thank you for the call we always appreciate your your opinion
0: thank you bye-bye ignorance is our biggest um, biggest fear uh, or my biggest fear because um, i learn firsthand every day uh, how uninformed people are about uh, about things. On the other hand, ignorance can work in our favor because uh, people who support Donald Trump may not even hear about that remark that he made um, the, <laughs> the other day. All right, let's take another phone call. Hello, thank you for your call.
6: Good morning, gentlemen. It's Vinny Ward.
0: Hey, good morning. Good morning, sir.
6: How are you? Excellent. Hey, you know this um, this thing that happened last night after this Brianna Taylor thing. It, it would what bugs me is they. Charged the, one of the cops with some kind of basically shooting in to an, when the bullets went into another apartment. Um, you know, they're going to have a very difficult time of finding a police officer who was being shot at guilty of that crime. I don't know what the heck they're charging him with that for, other than they thought that might stop some of the rioting. But um, obviously that didn't happen, and it's not going to happen. Um, this is crazy. What people I don't know why people have trouble understanding that George Floyd and Brianna Taylor would be alive today if people weren't going around committing and and you doing illegal activity. George Floyd had, had done something wrong already. They were already getting him into the police car. If he had just gotten in the police car, he'd be alive. And Brianna Taylor is really unfortunate. It really is. But they went into an apartment where they announced themselves. They go through the door and they get shot at. If that hadn't happened, more than likely, and I don't know that for a fact, but more than likely Brianna Taylor would be alive today. Agreed. You know, I, I don't get what these people don't understand about that. If you don't commit crimes, you're not going to run into police shooting you. And, and, if you you know, if you're not with someone who commits crime, like firing a gun at you when you come through their door after announcing that you're the police, um, I don't know what they don't get.
1: Well, I, I think it, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry.
6: And I'm going to tell you, George Floyd, they're going to have a very difficult time charging or getting through a, a uh, trial with Derek Chauvin being charged with secondary murder. That's almost not going to happen. Between the amount of drugs that were in his system and the fact that him kneeling on his neck, he didn't necessarily or automatically know that he was killing this person. He he could have think that, thought the guy just passed out at some point. Um, and all these things are going to come into play. The defense is going to be a strong defense against um, this guy Chauvin being uh found guilty of
1: it so yeah it re- it, that remains to be seen i I don't agree with you on that we can talk about it later because you know we had Sergeant Jack Ryan here who you may know is an expert on on uh, excessive force in police and he had seen it and he had seen nothing like it and I think that one is is, is an issue yes I, I think people who are making George Floyd a martyr... When the guy was spent, you know, most of his adult life in jail and threatened to kill a pregnant woman with a gun pointing to her her belly at seven months pregnant. I mean, the the guy has got issues. But I think, you know, putting your, you know, your knee on the guy's neck for seven minutes. But going back to your original point, why people don't see it, this is... The, in my opinion, this is the victimization of America. Everything, is, everything that bad happens to you is somebody else's fault. You know, I'm, I'm not doing well in my job or I'm not doing well in life. It's not my fault. It's somebody else's fault. And we've had years and years and years of that, participation trophies. Everything is, is somebody else's fault. So what happens is now they're taking that and they're um, transferring onto somebody else and they're blaming everything else for their problems. I think this is a byproduct of that thinking that has creeped into America over the years.
6: Well, I'm just going to let you know, I do believe that Guy Chauvin will be found guilty of something, but I would bet you 10 cents that it's going to be involuntary manslaughter.
1: But we'll see. Well, I, I think that you know they're they're reaching for it, but yeah, it's I, um, I think everyone would like to have that one back. That was that was a problem, but you know, you you are a former police officer. I'm not, so um, you, you you know your stuff.
6: Thank yeah, you. Well, you have you guys
1: have a good day. We'll have a
0: Great broadcast day, and you have a great uh, human services day. We'll do. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. All right, one of my clamming buddies right there. Yeah, one of
1: my golfing buddies. Right. He, so um he, he shot a seventy five the other day. He's, I yes, he's a good. Is player. That good? Yes, <laughs> that's a very good player. Okay, he's you. become he's become an excellent player. Oh, I because uh supposing he shot a hundred, would that be bad? Uh for him, yes. uh uh-huh. For for an average golfer he shoots about a hundred. huh. Not not for Mr. Ward. Okay, so the lower the score, the better it is. Yes, one of the few places that the lower the score the better it is.
0: All right, so you go golfing with him, but um I I don't see you clamming with us uh, down uh, in Buttonwoods.
1: You know, you know what has to happen for us? <laughs> an an invitation. Have, does hell have to freeze over? No, an invitation has to happen. <laughs> an invitation. You know, we're we're great friends. Right. I can invite you to lunch and pay yeah. and whatever. But you have. But uh, I am not going to push myself upon you to to go clamming if you don't well, want me.
0: Let, let me tell you something about the, about that. I'd I'd like to respond to that publicly. <laughs> I couldn't picture you as, you know, I've known Chris, uh, I guess it's 20 years now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, over 20 years. And uh, I just can't picture you uh, in Buttonwoods walking, uh, jumping over the the, the uh, seawall and walking in a low tide into the mud with a clam rake, digging clams, and, and then... Um, going into the mud and pulling a clam out and then rinsing it i just don't see you doing that when,
1: however i could be wrong well did I, your dad do it yeah, uh, no but i when i've done it before and when when invited i'll even put a picture on facebook showing that you invited me right but will you clam i, I will <laughs> I, absolutely uh, if you wanted me to go eight hours out into the middle of the ocean get, uh, looking for fish now uh-huh. unless the boat's 400 feet i'm right. not going all right well clamming
0: uh, <laughs> is, uh, you can do it in an hour all right, enough on clamming. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Hello there.
4: Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. I'd like to, I'd like, I'd like to see a picture of Chris with a suit and tie kind of clamming out a, uh,
0: a of one of his <laughs> golf outfits, <all> right. sir. <laughs> have, have you ever been clamming, sir? Yes, I have. Have you ever many, been clamming? Many, yes, I have. Many many moons ago. I
4: haven't done it in, in maybe twenty years or so.
0: Well, it's just as much fun in two thousand and twenty. All right, go ahead.
4: Okay. Uh, I just want to say a point about this, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement is the fact that people have no idea who these people are, what they stand for, and, they, and, they're, and they're throwing, especially businesses, corp, corporate businesses, are throwing money at huge amounts of money to these people who are basically anarchists. I mean, to me, to, to me, it, it's just mind-boggling, the, the stupidity of corporate America to support such an organization. Uh like I said, it goes on and on and on. You know, you mentioned uh, Mr. Floyd, who you know, who was unfortunately had uh, was killed. If he would have stayed in the police car, probably would have never happened. And also, too, is that he was hopped up on drugs. I believe with was Mescaline. So, I mean, it, every time you turn around is that, uh, and I believe that you were right, Chris, dealing about the participation trophies. People don't want to take responsibility for their own lives. They want to blame everybody else. And then, of, of course, you know, when, people, when cities are burning down all across America because of, the, because of
1: this nonsense and lawlessness, you know, nobody wants to be held accountable. Now, it's true. And when you say black lives matter, how about female black lives? Okay, let me, let me add the word female or woman there. George Floyd uh, broke into an apartment, uh, aimed a gun, loaded gun at a woman's pregnant belly and threatened to kill her. Okay, do do is is it is it strictly this very narrow definition of the few incidences where African Americans are shot by police? I mean, you can go through and go years and years, and obviously with body cameras and what have you. How many unarmed black men or uh, people are shot? You know, it, it, it's infinitesimal. It's it's unbelievable how low it is. But they want to make an issue, and it's pretty easy if you're thinking clearly to expand that to. You know, if you want to see Black Lives Matter, how about the woman, again, the woman who was uh, threatened uh, by by Mr. Floyd? It's all documented. You know, it's it's a very interesting thing. Like you said, Amazon for a couple of days put up Black Lives Matter on their website. So if you're going to buy something, you know, you had to see that. We have an issue right down here in South Main Street where uh, I I think I don't think it's a public building where Black Lives Matter is across there. So it's it's nobody's thinking. It's just a feel-good thing. And you think about it. There are things that we can do to to better train police officers. Um, I mean, uh, Tom, Tom Carey, he was a definition of community policing. Do, do we need more of that? Absolutely. And I've said years ago when I went to New York City, try to find a rude New York cop. They, they were there to be ambassadors for the city, and 99.9% of them are. So to demonize them, you're going to... And, and let me go on with uh, fund, defunding the police. If you believe that there has to be a certain amount of police to people, uh, men and women, to protect us, never mind defunding, it's going to be a fortune. You're going to have to pay somebody $400,000 a year to, to become a cop. It, it's, it's just such a lousy job right now. Well,
4: the thing is we should be supporting our police departments, giving them the equipment that they need uh, to do, to do their jobs. If it means a little advance, more more training, then so be it. But the fact is, is that you know, to defund the police is that you're just asking you're just asking for chaos in the cities where the where people who people will fill the void where the police where, where there are no police, and then of course you'll have you know, they'll burn the cities down just like Newark did years ago in the riots.
1: Uh, absolutely, no no question. Thanks thanks for taking the time. We always appreciate your call.
4: Okay, take care, Chris. Take care, Roger. Thank you. Thank
1: you. And I I need to finish up on that thought because I can call out police for better training, but I think people need to be uh, better parents, too. If if that was done, then I think it would put uh, less emphasis on the need for training uh, of police. Our final ad.
0: Savini's Pomodoro Restaurant is open for
1: inside and
0: outside dining, too. And you can enjoy our famous and very popular Sicilian-style pizza, clam cakes and chowder, fish and chips, fried clam sandwiches, and our full Italian specialties, too. And you can always order takeout, taking reservations for indoor and outdoor service at 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro, Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Sunday. And yes, we always have family-style chicken. And we have a full menu, the Sicilian pizza, the sandwiches, the wings, and, and of course the Italian food. And enjoy um, enjoy the games uh, whenever they're on. We have a lot of uh, TV sets all through uh, all through the place uh, so that you can enjoy your favorite game at Savini's Pomodoro. Italian kitchen and bar, and we are open to serve you today at 4 o'clock. <laughs>
3: You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel.
0: The panel is Roger, and the panel is Chris, and uh, we not only talk about the global issues, but we come right down to earth
1: here. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. This September at WNRI is a lot better than last September. What was last September? (laughs) LED streetlight conversion will save taxpayers $3.4 million. Article in the Valley Breeze. the person who really initiated this is not given the credit in this article not given the credit by the press release by the mayor so john ward is the one who brought the city of woonsocket into the fold here lincoln and smithfield were putting together an rfp to get led streetlight conversion and it was john ward who reached out to the administration brought them in to this and um it's the initial press release from August 14th says that's five point two million savings, but the administration when they put together the savings didn't look at the budget. They were saying thinking that the city was spending three quarters of a million dollars on lighting and actually they were spending five million or uh, five hundred thousand per year. So we are saving three point four million but I want to clarify and give credit since today is a day that people are giving credit for whatever they do in their profession. And thank you, John Ward, for uh, doing that. And thank you for Jimmy Kenoyer for coming up with the accurate number, which is 3.4 million.
0: And I can validate what you said because I can remember several years ago interviewing John Ward here in the studio, and he introduced the concept to me. And, um, uh, you know, I know what LED lights are, and I know what current street lights look like. Uh, But I didn't know that there was a program out there that was just getting underway. This goes back several years where street uh, cities and towns could um, uh, collaborate with National Grid and uh, get into uh, saving money on changing over the entire process. So it is a... John Ward as the, um, I guess you'd call it, the incubator of the idea, mm-hmm. and it has been uh, taken, and some people uh, may maybe trying to grab a little more credit than they deserve. Uh, we have um, not enough time to grab our next phone call, uh, but we do apologize. However, uh we'll have more open-line conversation. I do want to, uh, as we close the program again, congratulate you on your award for the Winsocket Call, and I want to thank our listeners, uh, whoever may have participated. I don't know who did. Uh, but uh, whoever you are, thank you very much for choosing the Upfront program as your uh, favorite uh, talk radio program this time around. We're very flattered, and thank you, Chris, for your contribution. My to pleasure. Us. Good day, everybody. Bye bye.
1: This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI won't socket.